Lord. I do love the word of the Lord. All right, we're going to read from Romans, the eighth chapter. My voice is almost gone. Praying takes my voice away. It really does. I won't be long. Matter of fact, I like it when I can be short. Y'all like it when I can be short, don't you? I've noticed people like them Sunday morning services. Praise the Lord. Oh, I got home today. and I need just a little more up here, Sister Connie, please. And I was just exhausted when I got home. I didn't even want to eat, really. I let her twist my arm, and I finally went in there and ate something. But, I mean, I'm serious. I really wanted to take a nap. When they had Jay over, I would have. But uh, they wanted me to come sit at the table, and I just was exhausted. Uh, reaching for people is a very draining thing. It really is a very draining thing. But anyway, I, I'll just give you a little bit here what the Lord laid on my heart. Romans 8 and uh, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Then I want to drop down... Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Everybody say praise the Lord. I was going to preach just a few minutes. You can be seated. Just on for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not if you believe on the Lord. Not if you one time receive the Spirit of God. But if you're being led of God as of right now. All that really matters is right now. I'm going to tell you, that's really all that matters. I'm glad to hear the testimonies about what God did 20 years ago and 30 years ago last week. All of that is wonderful. But what really needs to know is, are you being led of the Spirit tonight? Is God leading you tonight? This Romans 8 and verse 1 says, There is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. There's a lot of Christians, quote unquote, that stop that verse right there. And they want to say there's no condemnation uh, to us. Uh, and they imply that they can live any way that they want to. Uh, but that's not what the Scripture says. Uh, it goes on to say uh, that they that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There's no condemnation if you're led of the Holy Ghost. Uh, there's no condemnation uh, if you're full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, there's no condemnation if the love of God is in your heart. If you walk not after the flesh. A lot of people say, well, I don't feel convicted about that. Can I just say this kindly? If it's in the book, you don't have to be convicted of it. I say the Word of God is already settled. It's already in there. What it says to do, i got to do right there. Now, I promise you, if you'll be sincere, God will let you know that that is the right thing to do. But if it's in the book, that's good enough for me. I don't have to have another voice. I don't have to have an angel. I don't have to see a sign. I say He gave us a more perfect Word right here the word of God it's going to stand forever so 
So I might ask the question, uh, is all of your time spent on things of the flesh? Uh, or do you allow the Spirit to lead you? Uh, the things of the Spirit are prayer and reading the Bible and witnessing it and coming to church and worshiping. Uh, is that something I look forward to? Uh, is that something I enjoy doing? Uh, because you see, there's something about the flesh. Uh, verse 8 says, So that then that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Uh, you can't please God as long as you're in your carnal mind. You can't please God just doing what you want to do. But when you begin to pray and you begin to fast and you begin to feel after the Spirit of God, there's something about the Holy Ghost that will come and it will lead you and it will guide you and it will direct you. You see, in the Old Testament, and I quote it quite often, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visiteth him? In the Old Testament, they just visited. God just visited them. But you see, in the New Testament, we are the temple of the living God. He doesn't want to visit anymore. He wants to dwell in your house. He wants to dwell in your life. He wants to dwell every day that you live. He wants to be living inside of you. Romans 8 and 11 says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in Him. It didn't say one time had it. We don't preach once saved, always saved. I want you to know there's one baptism of the Holy Ghost, but many renewings, many refillings. If you're going to be saved, it's because you got that understanding that I need to come to the house of the Lord and say, God, I thank Thank you for what you did last Sunday night. But I need a touch tonight. I need some joy tonight. I need some peace tonight. Oh God, I want you to touch me one more time. Oh God, I used a little up this week. You can fill your gas tank up, but you don't go too far without seeing the gauge go down. Every day that you get up, every time you go to work, every time you go to the store, the gauge is going down. Uh, there's something about this world that will suck you dry of the Spirit of God if you don't keep putting in a fresh supply of it. That's why you got to pray without ceasing. Uh, that don't mean 24 hours a day, but that means every day. Uh, that God, I didn't cease to pray today. Uh, that I prayed yesterday and I'm going to pray today. And if the sun comes up on my life, tomorrow that God I'm going to pray why because I understand I got to be led of the spirit of God the children of Israel wanted for 40 years a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night now the Bible says that every time the pillar moved they had to move now can't you imagine the Lord probably just to check their spirit out had a few times they was all settled down and it was night time and they had already gone to bed and maybe the fiery cloud began to move. If it began to move, the sentries, the watchmen begin to go around and wake everybody up. Hey, it's time to pack up. I'm sure there was some that say, hey, it's midnight. It's two o'clock in the morning. Why can't we wait till in the morning? But when the Lord gets ready, I say, you gotta move. I'm trying to tell Brandon tonight when the Lord gets ready you gotta move we can't wait till the summer's over we can't wait to count meeting we can't wait till the next revival we gotta be led of the spirit we gotta be moved of the spirit we gotta be drawn of the spirit we got to understand that summer is coming up 
And actually it's a dangerous time for people trying to live for God because they're able to go and everybody ought to take a vacation, have some time. But you got to be careful because you get out of your routine. I say you ought to live the same way on vacation that you live right here. You still got to do the same way, dress the same way, act the same way. If you let other spirits, you see, you're still following the cloud that I may be gone to Texas or I may be gone to Georgia, but the same spirits leading me and guiding me. I don't know how long it stayed at the camp, but in 40 years' time, they just went in a big circle. But you know what? When they crossed over the Jordan River, he took away the cloud. He said, no more nightlight. No more. You're going to have to get there in the dark. No more manna on the ground. Can I tell you, the Holy Ghost is like crossing over the Jordan into the promised land. There was a time when you were seeking God, that God had a lot of mercy and grace. But once you get full of His Spirit, He expects us to mature. He expects us to understand how precious this thing really is. He expects us to understand i got to fight the good fight of faith, that i got to kindle the fire every day, that I've got to understand and there's an adversary out there that would like to destroy my soul. I guess I'll say this. I had a, this week, I woke up Friday morning and uh, I don't know, you know, the Bible says that be careful that when you think you're strong that that's when you're weak or that you can stand that's when you might fall and and you know I, I've been feeling so good about everything and I'm glad to say that you know really I feel like everything is really good but it scared me when it dawned on me am I beginning to think that I'm invincible to the things of this world am I beginning to think that nothing can touch me oh God I gotta understand I need the Holy Ghost to lead and guide me every day I don't care how long it's been since I messed with sin it's still laying at the door and I can't get to the fact to think that I've got it made or I'll never be tempted again oh God I want the spirit to lead me I want the spirit to guide me I want to be full of the Holy Ghost Joshua said march around the city where did he get that from the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost said, instead of trying to build you some big slingshots and throw rocks over the wall, I want y'all to march around. Every once in a while, God is going to ask you to do something. That doesn't make any sense at all. You're not going to comprehend it, Brother Meadows. It, you know, the five senses, it just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't equate that somehow you can't see it or you can't taste it or you can't feel it. That, that it scares us to step out by faith. But if you're ever going to walk on the water, you're going to have to get out of the boat. If you're ever going to see the miraculous. Uh, there's going to have to come a point uh, that the Holy Ghost is so leading and guiding you uh, that you can step out. You know why I believe you ought to flow with the Holy Ghost in here? If you can't follow the Holy Ghost in a service like we've had tonight, how are you ever going to hear God's voice on the job? How are you ever going to hear God's voice at home? How are you ever going to feel God's voice in Walmart? I'm telling you, you better get your antennas up and say, Lord, you just let me know which way the wind's blowing. You let me know what you want me to do. How you want me to act, God, use me. Because we're practicing every time we come to church. God, whatever you want. You want me to weep, I'll weep. You want me to run, I'll run. God, it's your service. Folks, could we get that in our mind? This is God's church. It's His service. You're His people. And He has a plan for every service. And He wants us to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Gideon. Doesn't sound like a good plan to me. Outnumbered. 
pitifully outnumbered and he gets down finally to 10,000 men and he's thinking Lord that's not enough to fight and the Lord said you still got too many I don't know you see sometimes God understands that the fearful spirit is contagious and he said you need to get down to those that just really believe it's been a while since I told you so I'll tell you new ones here in Shreveport where I prayed through a lot of times well not a lot of times but several times we stayed late after the service we stayed to midnight or one o'clock but you know what happened? The majority of the crowd left about 10 o'clock. The majority of those that were just wanting to see the signs and wonders left when it didn't happen during their time frame. But when we got down to about 50 people that were really hungry and really thirsty, I'm telling you, we saw some wonderful things. There was a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. God is still wanting the people that love Him with everything that they got that's willing to follow after Him. And then you read the whole Bible, all these plans that God has, it just doesn't seem right. David, pick up five little stones. And there's a man as, as, as tall as that chandelier or taller. And David's like 16, 17 years old. And he probably wasn't as big as some of us was. I was big at 16 or 17. But still, he was a grown man. And there he was, God, what's the plan? Why couldn't the Lord just said, I tell you what, I'll just smite him dead right in front of the congregation. He could have done that, but he found a young man that had a tender heart that something inside of him said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this one that would dare to defile? I say, it's time we get stirred up about sin. Let me say it again. It's time that we hate sin. It's time that we love God. It's time that we feel after the Spirit. The Bible said, Feel after him that happily you might find him, though he be not very far from any one of you. I say, He's not very far from any one of you. If you hadn't got what you need yet, He's still right here, touching you on the shoulder right now, saying, If you'll just open up, I'll come in right now, and I'd love to give you a touch. The Bible says many times, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit would say. We need to hear what the Spirit is saying. Let me tell you what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit is saying we need to get back in one mind and one accord in Brandon United Pentecostal Church. This is what the Spirit is saying. That it's time that we lay aside our divisions and, and the things that we didn't agree on and get back to what we do agree on. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And you shall love the Lord with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. Oh God help me to understand what it's all about. The Ark of the Covenant it had two cherubims and they were looking down into the ark. They wasn't looking at each other. Too much of the time we get to looking at somebody else in the church or looking at somebody across the way. And if we would just get our eyes on the glory and quit worrying about what somebody else is doing or what somebody else is thinking, that God, I just want to see the glory. I just want to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. I just want to see somebody pray through. I just want to see somebody come in that door that their life is all messed up and the Almighty God reach down and touch them. It's what the Spirit is saying. It's time to get in one mind and one accord that we understand the purpose that we're here. The scripture I said a while ago, we're not ignorant to his devices. The devil cannot defeat the church from without. There's no way that he can do that. It's been proven time and time again. The only way the devil can hurt the church is when there's confusion and division in the church. But when we begin to be led of the Spirit and we say, Lord, you lead on. It is your church. It is your people. This is your city. Whatever you want, God, that's what 
what I want. When we begin to do that, great things are going to happen. I don't understand what's been happening in Brandon. Be truthful with you. And Brother Adcock was talking. You know, I wish... Wish we could tell you we had all our plans together, Brother Kyle. You know, Brother Kyle's doing a great job. He's doing most of it by himself. And, uh, boy, we got some plans, but we had not got them all implemented yet. And you know what? People just keep on showing up. Wow, like, wow, this is neat. You know, I try, I have to be kind of calm down at the campgrounds, you know. Some of them say, how's everything going? You know, I know how it is when you're, you're struggling. You don't want to hear somebody say, oh, it's going great. You know, really, when you're struggling... I hate to tell you that when I was in Cleveland, man, I come down to the campground. Don't tell me you had three pray through. Tell me you had two leave. Man, I'm down. Man, you know, but there I was, man. I, I've been so excited. God's been blessing and, and people say, well, how's it going? One guy said, well, we just ain't doing much happening in our church. I'm just, I said, well, God's been good to us. I, I wasn't trying to pour salt on him, but I say, God has been good to us. I, I don't understand what's going on. I, I tell you what it is. God has picked this time and this place and there's been some prayer going up and it's revival time. I say, God doesn't love us anymore than He loves anybody else. But somehow, there's been a lot of years of labor and a lot of years of sacrifice and a lot of years of prayer. And He's coming soon. And He said, is there anybody that's hungry for revival? He said, I'm going to pour my spirit out. And somehow, there's a few people here that have been having these prayer meetings. There's a few people had not even been coming to prayer meetings. But they're praying day and night at their house. And that's bringing revival. You that are praying, don't stop praying. That's what's bringing revival. We gotta pray like we never prayed. We gotta fast. We gotta seek the Lord. We gotta be led of the Spirit. I just wonder what would happen if just for one week everybody would pray every day. I'm talking about everybody would pray just, I mean, even just 15 minutes a day. If everybody would say, that's going to be my goal. I will not let a day get by that I don't seek the Lord's face. I just wonder what would happen. Already God's doing what He's doing in spite of us nearly. Not because of, in spite of us. But if we would get in one mind and we would get our thoughts on Him and say, God, I'm not worried about the spotlight. I'm not worried about trying to get the credit. I just want to see the glory. I just want to see the anointing. I just want to see the power. I just want to see somebody saved. That's what it's all about. It is a dangerous place, folks, sometimes when God's blessing. It can be a dangerous place. It can be like, well, we're just coasting along here and God's blessing. I told my wife and, and Brother Eckhart, you said it so well this morning in the lesson. When I first came down here the first Sunday morning before I ever preached, I came to the church early and when I walked in, I thought, God, I can't come here. God, I can't, I can't fall after somebody like Brother Adcock because I'm, I can't ever replace Brother Adcock. All I knew is follow after him. But I said, God, I can't even follow after him. This is beyond me, God. And yet somehow, you see, I told my wife, and I said, "Hun, we're going to have to pray more now than we've ever prayed before. We thought being in a hard place took prayer, but I believe that God's going to bless. And if we don't pray, the devil will be just as glad to get us lifted up in pride and destroy us and think somehow that we're doing some great thing, folks. God's the only one that can build a church. God's the only one that can pour out the Spirit. Oh, Lord, help us to get our eyes upon Him. 
I want to look to the hills uh, from which cometh my strength. Uh, where are you looking for your strength? Uh, I'm looking to the Lord. Uh, I say we're already beyond my ability now in Brandon, Mississippi. We're already beyond what I can accomplish in my own physical abilities. I already have to admit that. It's going to take the Holy Ghost from here on. Uh, and we need everybody to get together and begin to pray and fast. Uh, that God, you got something great in our city. And you ever want to be involved in something great? I'm telling you folks, there's something great around here. The Spirit is great around here. I tell you what's been happening. He said, if I be lifted up, that I'll draw all men unto me. That's why people have been coming. Somebody's been lifting up the Lord. Somebody's been magnifying the Lord. And the Lord is drawing. I've heard all the stories of other places about the mighty miracles they've seen and I, I've seen a few things but there's something in my spirit that's saying we hadn't seen anything yet to what God wants to do. We're going to look back on services like this and say, you know, that was just a light touch. I mean, all of a sudden, boom, people's running, falling out. That was a light touch. Why? Because I'm believing sinners are going to come running through those doors right there in the middle of service. There's going to be backsliders come running to the altar. There's going to be hungry people just passing by that the Spirit of God is going to reach out and draw. In fact, I think Brother J.D.'s just the earnest, uh, the earnest money. That there's going to be people driving by. And just when they drive by, something's going to get a hold of them. Uh, and some voice is going to say, this is where you need to be. This is where you need to repent. This is where you need to get right. Oh, I say God's going to do it if we'll be led of the Spirit. But Lord, help us to understand that the devil would love to set us back. But we're gonna, we're gonna fool the devil. We're gonna get a hold of the Lord like we never have got a hold of the Lord. I've told the Lord today, God, I fixed to get a hold of you like I hadn't. I mean, I mean, God, you've been good to me and Lord, I've been trying to be faithful, but I'm gonna get a hold of you like I never have. Why? We're entering uncharted waters, folks. Uh, we're, we're getting to that point that, that I don't really know what's gonna happen. Uh, I never really thought, I guess, that, that all of a sudden just these people is showing up here and, but we haven't reached the city yet. What's gonna happen when we get all these new babies around here? We're gonna have to have some people to be their friend. Uh, we're going to have to have some people to be take them out to eat and have them over to the house. You need to be praying right now, God, give me a love for souls. God, make me a soul winner. Because God's going to do the work. Because in 8 and verse 31, it says, What shall we then say to these things if God be for us? And I know I've told you this before, but just to show you how ignorant I am. It was only just a few years ago I got the revelation of that verse. It says, if God be for us. The devil always tried to tell me, yeah, if, but he ain't for you, you dirty dog. If God be for you. Sure, if God's for you, you can do anything. But God ain't going to be for somebody like you. You ever hear, hear that voice? You can't really be used to God. Not with all this happening in your life, all the inconsistency, all the times you failed God. That's not what it says. That, that's an understood if. I say, did he die for us? Yeah. I say, God's for us. I say, God is for us. He's on our side. God has put us in this city to have revival. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this.
and what we need to do. Can y'all think of a song? Tell you what we need to do. We need to pledge to one another. I'm going to get my eyes on the glory. I'm going to get my eyes on the Lord. I'm going to quit worrying about some things I've been worrying about. I'm going to lay aside any feelings that I've had that I shouldn't have had. God, I don't want anything to clog the flow of the Holy Ghost, folks. I don't. I don't want anything to hinder the move of the Spirit. I don't want to be the cause that there's not revival in Brandon. I wish everybody get that thought in their mind. I don't want to be the cause of stop revival in Brandon. I don't want to be the cause of that because I believe with everything inside of me that God has a revival that would boggle our mind right here in Brandon, Mississippi. We went down to Columbia yesterday and played a little softball. And Brother Kyle, you remember I told you that night down there, the Lord spoke to me around the altar and that building seats 1,100 and something. Uh, and He told me the revival He had for Brandon wouldn't fit in that building right there. I say it's time that we believe for revival. It's time that we believe that God's going to do great things. Praise God. Sing some.